Hi guys, it's Kiki and I'm here to review season 5 episode 10 of Owns Ready to Love. This one is called True Colors. Alright y'all, welcome back. I know I'm a little tardy for the party, but my birthday was last Saturday, so... You know, I wasn't trying to let this show fuck up my vibe. And I had watched it Friday night, but I was under the influence and everything was just funny to me. So let's rewatch and recap together. First things first, I'm going to read the question that I asked last week, which was, could you pursue a relationship with a former exotic dancer? Shout out to Del Del. <laughs> okay, Del Del came through. She said, yes. If he's some years removed from it and doesn't speak in a longing way about the good old days, like he misses it, LOL. If it's in his past and past is capitalized, I'm okay with that. Del Del, you better than me because, mm, but you made some valid points. You said if he's years removed from it. So, you know, years, proximity in years does play a factor. And definitely like he's talking about it in a, oh, I miss those days of, humping a chair no okay no next shout out to Del Del for answering the question but um we start this week's episode right where we left off with Camille and Cornelius and Zadia and Naeem or as she calls him Neem like she calls him something doesn't she call him Naeem like how are you trying to pursue this nigga and you don't even know how to pronounce his name well anyway through tears and drama Camille and her crooked ass part let the Cornelius know that the ladies think he's not ready to love. Now, Camille, I don't understand all these tears because you said if they voted him out, you would fuck them up. Like, when is the other shoe gonna drop, girl? When? When? Why? Ebony, why? Camille, um, she's emotional and Cornelius says he's surprised, but he understands. She then tells him that she would like to go to and self-eliminate. Cornelius is like, oh, are you are you sure? And she's like, yeah, it's not even a question. Camille, wake up. He he does not want you in that way. He does not want to leave this process with you. She's talking about that way. When we come back, we can say we're married. And he's looking at her like, mm-mm, nope, no, nope, we got to pace ourselves. Like, good God, Cornelius, I feel bad for you, bruh. The fact that he asks, are you sure? Oh, it's the delusion for me. Um, and then Cornelius has the nerve to say in his confessional that he regrets not connecting with the other women. Child, I, give me the reunion right now. Right now. I don't even need to see the rest of the season. Give me the reunion now. So anyway, Cornelius and Camille are leaving and I'm both happy that they're both leaving. The eliminations this episode made me very satisfied. We see Naeem with Zadia. She lets him know that the ladies decided that he can still stay. You know, he's still ready for love, child. I don't know how. Naeem says that he was surprised that he was put on the chopping block, but now he's going to proceed with integrity and intention. This whole scene was weird. Like, they were happy, but it wasn't like, now we get to pursue our relationship. It was just like, oh, you get to stay, nigga. You get to stay. Again, where is this connection? But you know what? Zadia is going to clown out. So I'm just going to, we're going to hold on to it. Because when you do clownery, <laughs> the clownery comes back to bite. So now we're with Phil and Shiloh. It's the last night at the retreat. They are um, cooking in the kitchen. And Shiloh wants to play this love language card game. It's just a bunch of questions that 
will get you deep answers. So Phil has said that since they've been at the retreat, it's been hard being able to spend time with Shiloh because his, I guess, attention has been elsewhere. Not a good look, Phil. So she asked Phil how he would describe her to other people. He was like, oh, you're beautiful. You really get people to open up. You have a way with words and it's kind of annoying. He says that in a joking manner. And I was just like, mm, okay. Um, she asked, I think her question for Phil that he originally was supposed to ask is, you know, how could I be better in our relationship? She says that Phil could be more direct and more affectionate and do bigger gestures. So I think that's been what my thing about Phil is. Like he doesn't really, the only gesture I really remember him doing was going to get Aisha when she swerved into that ditch, child. Like what else have you done? Have you like set up romantic dates? Have you, you know, besides just talking on the phone, what the fuck do you do, Phil? Like, Phil is such a ladies' man on this cast, and it doesn't make sense to me, but Shiloh saying that was a definite red flag that I noticed. Um, She also says throughout this game that she deeply cares for him, and she kind of wishes that he could kind of say the same about her. So he reaches across the table and kisses her, and she's like, well, why'd you kiss me? And I'm like, Shiloh, girl, you know why he kissed you? Because he has never really been comfortable with professing his love for anyone. He'll just be like, oh, I I like them. Which is confusing because at the beginning of this show, well into the middle, up until, you know, they met friends, Phil was so comfortable with saying that Shiloh was his top. So now to see him pulling back and we're going to see him and Sydney interact is making Phil look a little funny and delight to me. And it's... Y'all, Shiloh's starting to look like Liz 2.0. Like, you go into this process strong, you got your person, and now your other person is starting to slip away. It's a little triggering for me to watch, but... Ooh, and next week's previews. Let me just stop jumping ahead, but yeah, Shiloh. Shiloh got her good third eye on Phil, and I don't blame her. Phil even said in his confessional that he felt like Shiloh was trying to get him to profess his love for her but he can't honestly say that yet oh Phil all right I can't not like the fact that you don't want to say it but I'm it's weird to me that after all this time he's still not comfortable like he doesn't have a thing going with Aisha anymore he and Sydney don't really have that chemistry to me and I just think that Shiloh is the sure pick for him but something is making him hold back Next, we see Dante setting up a date with Aisha, just them sitting outside the house and talking. Um, I love that he asked her, how are we decompressing? Because, you know, the night before she had that argument with Zadie and Camille. I wish somebody would ask me, how are we decompressing? More or less, a man. Good question, Dante. Dante, listen, I know I get on you about the three by three, but you are really, Dante's really been stepping it up these past two episodes and... I just need to know if this is for real is is this for keeps is or is he just playing up to making it to the end of the show? I don't know, y'all. I, I think it could be real. I have written down in my team, Donisha. Uh, <laughs> Aisha says that she likes Dante a lot. She's glad that he checked in on her. Um, she realizes that Zadia was baiting her in that conversation and she starts to get upset and he's like, whoa, 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 come back. Let's enjoy this moment. 
and she's like you know thank you for bringing me back down he is telling her you know the next step for the two of them is that he would like to pursue something with her and she would also like to do the same so you know he's saying he has unresolved business with Zadia but as far as going forward in the process he's not really interested in pursuing anything with her anymore he is all about Aisha and the feeling is mutual Aisha started off so strong with Frank and I thought she and Frank were adorable but Frank was kind of hating that I think she was getting to know Phil Phil is all over the place we don't know where his head at child so y'all I'm kind of I'm team Donisha (laughs) the name is so ugly but they obviously have chemistry they're both kind of on that you know peaceful vibe of not letting you know the anger and all the resentment rise up I would like to think that Dante is done having children Aisha is also done having children so I don't know y'all they just if there's not a relationship there there's there's definitely sexual chemistry and um I would maybe watch I'm not gonna lie (laughs) I want to see how Mr. Miyagi put it down how he got that three by three but yeah Dante and Aisha are going full steam ahead with each other and I think I'm kind of sold Next, we have Frank and Mumin. They are walking at the National Mall. It's hot as hell outside, and Frank is trying to give Mumin a history lesson. He's like, yeah, and you know, this is where the I have a dream speech was said. And I'm just, and <laughs> Mumin is like, you know, Frank's my history teacher. And I'm like, girl, you, you didn't know that? <laughs> you didn't know that MLK stood there? I hope she was joking. I hope, but um... Yeah, they decide to get some ice cream and sit down in the grass in the shade. Side note, I have been trying to go to that museum now for three years. The African American Museum, the wait list now. But we ain't gonna talk about it. Let's get back to the show. Um, They're sitting down in the grass and Mumin is basically telling Frank that, you know, her and Walter are done. I still, we need to see what happened at the reunion. Like, what was the... I think somebody's manipulating you, Walter. Like, what was going on with that? But anyway, I I just can't believe that she and Walter are done. I feel like they would have been a great match. But y'all, I think something's up with Walter. I ain't got my good finger on it yet. Anyway, Frank produces a golf ball with Mumin's name on it from their first putt-putt date. And she's like, oh, he's so mindful. And I'm like, yes, Mumin, but he is also smooth. <laughs> I like Frank for the most part. It's just I'm a woman and I can I can sniff out the bullshit. Um, Mumin says that as far as it goes with Frank, she's ready to move forward with just him. It's done with Walter. She's ready to park. Here's the thing that I've noticed about Mumin if y'all aren't on the same page, she's comfortable with playing the backseat, but she wants to be number one. And y'all probably like, duh, Kiki, which woman on this process doesn't? But it's it's kind of like a, it's not forceful, but it's like, I want you to be number one and you better agree to being number one. Here's the thing about Frank, that's not his style. And I can respect that about Frank. Frank kind of swerved what Mumin was setting him up with. And he was like, okay, I appreciate that. That's cool. But, you know, I am still very much attracted to Sydney. So I need to decide what's best for me. Frank, Aisha, um, I want to say maybe Shiloh, they are doing the process correctly now I know I just said that I didn't like when Phil did that with Shiloh just now how he didn't want to make a proclamation but he was saying that Shiloh was his number one the whole time that's why I didn't like it I like that Frank didn't want to be forced into making a decision he was like 
no, I'm, you know, I appreciate you. Appreciate you so much. I, I take what we have seriously, but I'm still attracted to somebody else. So I'm not going to be able to, you know, move forward or I'm not going to be able to proclaim that you are going to be my top one. So Mumin, uh, I, I feel bad for Mumin because I feel like the casting on the show was terrible for her. Um, as far as the men are concerned, but she's like, I'll just sit in the back until Frank realizes I'm the one. No, baby, this is when you should have just got up and been like, okay, I respect it. That's cool. Let me go over here and pursue. You know what I mean? Like, she just keeps putting all her eggs in one basket. And I still want to know what Walter meant when he was like, oh, I hear things about what did he mean? But yeah, um, Mumin says she respects it. Frank was not trying to get tied down like that or set up for the okie doke. And now we're going to move on to, good Lord, let's just get this next scene over with. So we're going to meet up with Zaria and Dante so that he can dump, I mean, so that he can let her know that he would like to move forward with somebody else. (laughs) It's such a shame because Zadia looks so beautiful in this scene. I liked her dress. I liked her shoes that she decided to take off and walk barefoot through the rooftop restaurant. Yeah. So let's just get into it. She says that she's coming into this meeting with Dante very high strung. She says that Aisha came out of left field for Dante and that during the retreat and after Dante went completely ghost and of course he did you showed your true colors at that dinner table you were gaslighting Aisha you were kikiing with Camille and being childish when she kind of high key threatened to fuck somebody up if corny ass Cornelius went home yeah girl that was a bad look um so they get right to it. Dante's just like, okay, how are you feeling? And Zaria says she's confused about the deliberation because she feels like she went into that deliberation. And this was the women's deliberation when Tommy came to the retreat after the whole arguing. She says that she feels uncovered and unprotected because, you know, Aisha was talking about how Dante came and got the massage table and started rubbing her. Mm. So um, Dante's like, well, you know, I feel like it's a two-way street the point of the process is that we connect with other people and she's like that's not the issue is the issue that you didn't tell me and he's like well what what would I have to prepare you for I understand what Dante is saying and Zadia just already has it in her delusional headspace that he should have somehow prepared her for the fact that he got a massage take like when I'm doing some a romantic gesture I'm not gonna give you the heads up or the go-ahead like Oh, by the way, like, Zadia, stop it. Um, (laughs) He is like, how can I prepare you for deliberation? I I go into every deliberation I'm prepared. I don't know what the other men are going to say. Like, that's the point of the entire show. She's not trying to hear it. Um, And he's saying, you know, it looked like she chose Naeem. So... It is kind of what it is at that point. Listen, she asks him, so what does it mean? He's like, you know, I'm feeling Aisha, period. (laughs) Periana Poo, Lord, why did he say that? That is when Zadia goes off the deep end. She's just like, that's that. And that, that's some bullshit. So she gets up and leaves, you know, walking barefoot to the elevator. I don't know who she was calling on the phone, which lets me know that this scene was edited because I feel like, she kept going back and forth because the fact that she was calling somebody it, it made me think like some real deeper shit went down because 
you're not going to be filming a reality show and then get on your phone. You're barely supposed to have your phone. Production has your phone. So I want the tea on what really happened in this scene. But anyway, um, Dante sits there. He's just like, all right. He has his glass of red wine, honey. He has his vegan risotto. You know the show is paying for his meal. So I guess he's like, I'm going to stay and eat. Then Zadia does <laughs> something I've been guilty of doing. And that's trying to fight for the last word. It's after I've walked off and I've made my grand exit. But I'm like, no, you know what? You know, when you're just arguing in your head, you're like, no, I'm gonna go and have the last word. So she goes back across the restaurant barefoot. <laughs> and um, she says she feels like Dante has played her. So, and then she uses a word that Kyra used to use last season when it came to Jason. He mishandled me. Ladies, what does that mean? Y'all sound dumb when y'all say that to me. I want a man to handle, he, he mishandled me. You mishandled Stop it handle yourself it's called growing the fuck up um she gets in his face she starts tapping his nose because she's very angry and then she says that before they got to the house for the retreat she was going to choose dante (sighs) um do y'all believe her do y'all believe that she was really going to choose dante they did not show us enough of her in dante like until she met like Dante's female friend, I didn't even think her and Dante were talking, talking like that. But let Zadia tell her, her and Dante were damn near Camille and Cornelius. Okay. I don't believe her when she says that, but I have a theory. I'm gonna hold on to it. So she's tapping his nose, which is very disrespectful. Man, woman, woman, don't invade my personal space. We're in a panorama, first and foremost. Second of all, that's just uncalled for. And if he done that to her, baby, we would be writing letters to own. We would be flooding his DM with death threats. Well, not me because I'm not crazy like some of y'all, but y'all get what I'm saying? Like it was not okay for her to get in his space, get in his face, physically touch him. Ma'am, it's time for you to make your exit right the fuck now. Um, then in her exit interview, she says that Dante is not ready for love. Ma'am, you are not eliminating him. This is not the elimination. <laughs> it is not the men's week to go home yeah Dante's not ready for love and I hope he has fun with Aisha she's dense and she's dumb now Zadia that sounds like the words of a hater to me but you know what do I know what do I know about deflecting and projecting Zadia you out clowned yourself in this scene and I kind of feel bad for you because you took an epic fall from grace but here's the meat and potatoes okay y'all so Come on a little closer and let's get into this theory of mine. Zadia is going a little bit hard for Dante and she keeps saying that she felt betrayed and that he played her. Yet I keep questioning whether Dante has stepped up because he really likes Aisha or is it because he wants to make it to the end? Do y'all think that Zadia and Dante had like a little pact that if they didn't make any connections that they would choose one another like prior to developing a real relationship do y'all think it was a situation of well regardless if Naeem doesn't work out or if because Dante was trying to pursue at one time Sydney, Aisha, I forgot who the other person was if I'm not mistaken do y'all think they had a little you know under the production's nose had a little pack like yo whatever goes down I'm guaranteed I'll choose you bet I'm kind of thinking that because it really doesn't make sense why Zadia went off the way she did like it couldn't just be that 
she got beef with Aisha. Like, it had to be something a little bit, like, her reaction is just not, the math ain't math for me. And y'all know I've been looking at Dante a little side eye, but that's going to be my Spotify question. I'm going to ask it again at the end of the episode, but I want y'all to marinate on that while we get to the rest of this review. Next, we have a date with Walter and Sabrina. They're back from the retreats or they're going out to eat. Okay, uh, let Walter tell it. The retreat made choosing Sabrina so easy. Like it was a no brainer. Walter, that's cap. <laughs> yeah, they're just being so cute. You know, I was team with Brina and Salter, but I think it's all bullshit now. And it's mainly because I think I got Walter's number. Okay, um, they're just talking about how they always match. And, you know, they're such a... They're so in tune and in vibe with each other, child. It feels forced at this point, doesn't it? It doesn't feel natural, but he makes a comment that Sabrina is over there looking like a madam. And she was like, well, you know, I was a dancer. Side note, Sabrina retweeted me when I was like, girl, it's 2021. Nobody should care about you being an ex-dancer. And she was like, you'd be surprised. Girl, nobody literally cares. Um... He says that he has, ever since she told him that he, she used to dance, it's, he's been trying to rack his brain as to if he has seen her when she was a stripper in the past. Wrong road, Walter. Wrong road. Then Sabrina starts talking about how she used to be bullied in school. So, you know, becoming an exotic dancer or a stripper kind of empowered her. Um, I don't really see the correlation. I that was a bit of a reach but I understand you know sometimes the outcasts have more um more what's the word not balls but they have more I can't think of the word they're more inclined to do more bolder things because you know you're already ostracized and bullied why can't I you know people already see me as an outcast why don't I go and do something else and really show that I'm an outcast so Okay, I don't know. This whole I used to be a dancer angle, the way it has come about is is just weird to me. Um, Walter says that he's not judging that because everybody has a past. Now, Walter, you know, when she told you that, you were kind of shook that entire time at the retreat when she told you in the car on the way. But now that things have kind of simmered down with Mumin and I really think that Mumin just stopped trying to pursue Walter so in a way she kind of ended things now it's oh I'm all in Sabrina oh it should have been that way from the start and even Sabrina is trying to catch on to that she's just like Walter does not communicate with her regularly y'all know Sabrina don't like when these niggas don't call (laughs) the men on this show are bad at texting they're bad at calling they're bad at being consistent and she says that's one of Walter's faults and now it kind of makes her feel like he chose her by default I would definitely feel that way too and I would definitely have a side eye as to why Walter is all in now after the fact like why did a disagreement with Mumin make you realize that we should go all the way I don't like that. But, you know, one thing I always admire about Sabrina, she keeps it up front. She's just like, listen, I'm going to match the energy that you give me. Just always try to keep it 100 with me and we'll be good. So Walter, again, I for the past four or five episodes, he's felt off and a little hesitant to me. Like he just he's just in this process to be here. And he does not really think that he's going to find a legitimate match. So. I have to hop off the Wabrina's assaulter train because I don't see this couple making it to the end. 
Next, we see Phil and Sydney on a date. He's taking her to a restaurant. And the first thing he says is he res- he researched what she likes. And I'm like, Phil, wow. Shiloh was just saying at the retreat that she needed you to make grander gestures for her. And that's what you did for Sydney? <laughs> Niggas ain't shit. Um... Y'all know Sydney sis gets right into it. Okay, so what's up with you and Shiloh? Period. Um, Phil says that they have a strong connection, but there have been some bumps in the road. The bumps in the road is his growing attraction to Sydney. He beats her to the punch with the same question. Okay, what's up with you and Frank? And Sydney's like, yeah. You know, I just really like Frank. And you know what Frank and I have, I want us to have too. So she wants to get to know Phil on a deeper level. She's saying deeper level, but I feel like she wants the intensity and the the chemistry that she and Frank has. She can see the potential in Phil, and that's what she wants in Phil. I don't think it's like, I love Sydney, but I think Sydney is thinking with, you know, aesthetic-wise and not really thinking long, long term. Like, because she and Frank already know each other, it's kind of like a built-in sense of security. And when she sees Phil, it's like, oh, I want what Frank and I have, but I want that instantly. And it's like, no, girl, that has to come organically. Y'all have to grow to that place. And because y'all both keep saying, oh, it's a last-minute attraction, y'all aren't going to get there. So, um... She asked Phil what's one thing he could be better at, and he says he wishes he could be a little bit vulnerable. Again, Phil has said in the past that Shiloh has made him open up a lot more and that she makes it easy for him to open up because of the way she is. So, Phil, um, I'm seeing what you're putting down, and I don't like it. Every attribute that he's naming about himself, it's something that Shiloh has helped him develop and the fact that he is going to use that to woo another woman it just don't sit right in my spirit um he does say that he um feels bad about his mom's passing because she passed away four years ago and he hates that he wasn't able to give her grandchildren um that would be terrible but you know I y'all know how I feel about living for the dead and living for dead people like you got to start living your life for yourself and not under the guise of honoring someone who would really at the end of the day want you to be truly happy with your own intentions not what you think they would want for you but y'all not ready for that conversation um sydney's touched by the fact that he opened up to her and you know she's falling for it so she goes in for a kiss he starts kissing her and then he starts kissing her arm and her hand and i'm just like phil Shiloh literally just said (laughs) the last night of the retreat, she said, I wish you could show bigger gestures. I wish you could be more affectionate. And Phil is out here in public acting like a $2 hoe. These niggas make me sick. So it's time for the messy men to meet at Thomas Tabernacle. And they're going to tell y'all 20 million times that they're at the Watergate Hotel. I guess the Watergate Hotel said if y'all going to shoot here, y'all have to mention the whiskey room 99 times. So they mentioned that they're at the Watergate Hotel 58 times. Okay, you got your promotion. (laughs) Anyway, Tommy wants to know what's going down, what happened at the retreat. Naeem speaks up and he was like, well, Zadi and Aisha got into it. Um, And, uh, you know, Aisha 
through explanation, started naming specific people within the argument. And that is what led to a confrontation. Now, Frank was just like, now, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Frank is like, that's not exactly what happened. Um, you know, Zadi and Camille had an attitude. You know, they have named themselves the Brown Girl Squad. And what they were saying was that if Cornelius went home, you know, comments were made things would have happened. So I'm glad that Frank kind of slid in and clarified because let Naeem tell it, you know, it sounds like Aisha was the one that started the confrontation and Zadia just defended herself. No, sir, you and your kente kunta cloth, get out of here. That was a lie. Now, what rubbed me the wrong way was Tommy, when he heard about the Brown Girl Squad, he was like, oh, is that why the argument happened? Because they were calling themselves the Brown Girl Squad and what does that mean to the other people who are lighter complexioned? And Frank and I were like, um, no. <laughs> One thing about Tommy, he is going to believe in light skin, um, <laughs> light skin problems. Um, Tommy, you did that the retreat season when, what was her name? Denise called Rashid Corny, a Corny Kappa because he was light skin like her. Like, I, that's not how colorism works, but okay, Tommy, I, I just, <sighs> we're grown now. We know what colorism is and the issue people had with them calling themselves the brown girl squad is not because they were brown skin girls it because they were fucking mean girls. And it was only two out of the three girls that were mean girls. So I wish we could get off of that, Tommy, but I got my good third eye on you. Side note, have y'all heard the rumor that Mumin and Camille are cousins? I think that's a rumor. Um, but yeah, Tommy and the light skin stuff, I, I, I'm confusion. Next, Tommy asked the guys who gives them that maximum feeling. Walter says that Sabrina is his number one. Well, he doesn't say number one, but basically his answer is Sabrina and that she hit him with a curveball that she used to be a stripper. Um, sir, why are you telling her business? Granted, it's on TV. The whole world is going to know. But in the moment, that was not something for you to bring to the group and to bring to Tommy in front of every. I was just like, Walter, no, you get a thumbs down. You get a motherfucking L on my forehead. Okay, like. No, that's lame. And that's her business. I didn't like that. I did not like that. Dante says that um, Aisha gives him the maximum feeling. Naeem says Zadia because she's just been able to open up with him and be a nice person. <laughs> when Naeem says Zadia's name, Frank and Dante's faces, I was screaming. Frank does not see it for Zadia at all, period. And after what Dante went through with the nose tapping and the walking shoeless, through the, Dante's just like, oh, just wait till my tea comes out. Um, Frank says that it's neck and neck with Mumin and Sydney. He really likes Mumin. She makes him see the type of man he would want to be in a relationship. But he just is really, really, really feeling Sydney. Phil says that it's Shiloh and Sydney for him, but with you know, Shiloh has made him open up more. You know, that's his go-to line when he's talking about Shiloh. But he says that with Sydney, they're able to have deeper conversations that are more than surface level. Okay. Um, <laughs> Tommy asked the men, you know, who do you think is not ready for love? 
Dante says that for him it's Zadia. He tells the men and Tommy about his meeting with her, how she got aggressive, how she stood over him, how she physically touched him. Y'all, Frank's face when Dante told him what happened, Frank looked so disgusted, y'all. I was screaming. Frank just just like <laughs> Frank cannot stand Zadia, and I need to know the tea behind that. Um Tommy asked Naeem how he feels about hearing what Zadia did to Dante. And Naeem was like, oh, I feel fine because that's separate from how she treats me. <sighs> Naeem, you and your kente claw. See, this is what we be talking about. Like when we are just, we want to stick with our person and we don't see the motherfucking red flags. And this is what I hate. I've talked about it on this podcast before. The, well, they didn't treat me that way. So, um sucks for that person so I'm not gonna believe anything y'all say because it hasn't happened to me yet and Tommy literally says that um Frank you know Frank gets in there and he was like I mean wake up like you gotta notice that this is a pattern with Zadia being aggressive normally I don't like when they call black women especially darker skinned women aggressive on this show but Zadia sis you were being aggressive this is not the first time and because your friend Camille wasn't there to put the battery in your back Sorry, girl, we got to call a thing a thing, a spade a spade. Tommy's trying to get through to Naeem, like, you don't think that this is a, a big flag? And he's like, no, no, she's a good person. Um, <laughs> It hasn't been done to me. Tommy's like, yeah, yet. Tommy was like, you know what, Naeem, if this was me, if I were in your shoes, I would be in deep thought. Naeem don't want to hear it, period. He said, oh, I don't receive that, and I'm not trying to hear it. Naeem, okay, now I kind of felt sorry for him because he was like, well, Zadia is the only person I have left and, you know, if she goes home then I won't have, you know, I started to feel sorry for him until Naeem pulled this. He says that the person he's not feeling is Sydney based on her annoying voice. He can't pursue her based on her, just her voice being so annoying. Sydney would not even look twice at you. I, these niggas have a lot of or yes not uh <laughs> or fucking dacity you over here dressed like steve urkel talking about oh i wouldn't even pursue she was not looking at you in the first place okay and if we're being honest sydney was trying to get naeem and cornelius out here her first week but you know niggas egos is hurt and bruised and they just want to throw out names for the hell of it naeem take your ass home uh, frank says obviously frank says zadia he says that he has the least connections with Zadia and Shiloh. Walter says it's Mumin. You know, she flipped on him and he tried to tell her that he didn't like the way that she was speaking to him or really that he wasn't really going for her attitude at that point in time. And so now he's not feeling Mumin. Phil also says Mumin, but it's nothing negative. He just says he has the least connection with her, but he respects and realizes that she is with Frank and that that's technically his girl, so to speak. Um, so Tommy lets them know that they have some decisions to make, that they need to send somebody home, child, and they're all stressed. And Walter's like, it's just that the retreat was just so much. And I'm just like, no, it wasn't. Like, in all the past seasons, when they come back from the group go-away staycation date, you walk out of here with a number one at, you leave the house or you leave the ranch with a person Nan, if y'all have a person, Dante's the only one with a person and not even really because he still had to dump Zadia. So these niggas this season, mm -mm, not here for it. 
Walter links up with Moomin. Basically, they need to sit down and have a discussion about what happened to the retreat. Um, what happened at the retreat. He just basically feels like... Well, Moomin comes in and is like, listen, if he's here to tell me that he's going with Sabrina, we don't even need to have the conversation. I'm already done. I'm rolling with Frank. But they basically rehash what happened. And Walter just didn't like the fact that she walked away from him at the pool. She didn't like the fact that he was acting weird at the piano. Both valid claims. But I'm on team Moomin when it comes to her and Walter. Um, Basically... You know, Frank is her connection now. He lets her know that the men have decided that she's still ready to love based on her connection to Frank. They kind of squash it out, but, you know, they just said that they don't want to be mad at each other. Mumin says, I love you, but you did not. I guess you were in a rush because your concealer was not blended in. You are too beautiful for makeup mistakes. Uh, Zadia meets up with Phil and she says meeting up with Phil for a date was already a red alert. She says she went in her closet and got her baddest outfit. Moving on, um, Phil says that he wants to get her side about what happened with Dante. Zadia says that Dante's a coward. He ran around with Aisha and didn't have the balls to tell her that he had chose Aisha. Um, he did tell you that he chose Aisha. That's when you acted a fool. Uh, <laughs> Phil asked Zadia what she could have done better. And she was like, I definitely could have communicated better. But, you know, she spirals into what Dante should have done better. Sis answered a question, but she said she should not have taken it to that physical level. She already knows she's going home. So, you know, Phil is trying to be like, you know, I got you. You know, I love you. Phil, that's your damn problem. Okay, you're loving everybody. But, you know, she finishes the sentence for him. The men have decided that I'm not ready to love Yes, Zadia, take your ass home. Um, she says she was expecting this because Dante probably went into the tabernacle and told all the men that she was crazy. I mean, he wouldn't be incorrect. Uh, but yeah, she's going home and she deserved to go home. The fact that she was even allowed to stay after getting physical with him is beyond bonkers to me. But goodbye, Zadia. I'm glad you left wearing something other than a Power Ranger power suit. Um... You weren't tweeting at all on Friday night, which is a little weird because you've been tweeting up a storm, honey. But you know what? Hindsight being what it is, I'll still give you a pass on becoming the ultimate joke of this season. Next to Camille, you know, hashtag brown girl squad. Um, I think that is where the episode is going to end. But oh, no, we get an extra scene with Tommy in the whole top of the hilltop. <laughs> The whole tip of the hilltop, Naeem. So like I said, Naeem and Tommy meet up on a rooftop with a strategically placed bottle of whiskey or whatever, bourbon rum, whatever, product placement. And Naeem says that, you know, he's a little thrown back now that Zadia has been let go from the show. Um, And Tommy's trying to get Naeem to see that, you know, Naeem's trying to frame it as, oh, Zadia had to leave because of all the outrage from the outcome of the date with Dante and Tommy's just like no Naeem you really need to look into see why was that her reaction why was her reaction so grand if she was all in on you why did she get physical with Dante why was she so offended and why did she feel this way you need to examine if that makes you feel like second string you know open your eyes and Dante's sorry Naeem is just like yeah well since Zadie is gone I'm to be true to the process I'm gonna go home too and Tommy's just like, okay. <laughs> Tommy's not going to fight him on this. 
um, yeah, go ahead and go home. Nobody, you didn't take the time to get to know anybody else. So, um, yeah, skedaddle. But let's just move on with the show. So Naeem decides to self-eliminate. Again, perfect eliminations all throughout this episode. I enjoyed this episode. The negativity is finally gone and now we can get focused at least what I think is we can start to get focused on forming relationships. We are 10 episodes deep and we don't have one certified couple. We only have Aisha and Dante saying that they want to pursue each other. No certified couples yet. So yeah, Uh, next week, y'all, I don't know what goes down with Phil and Shiloh, but I'm taking guesstimations right now. I think that Phil, and this isn't based on anything I've read online, This is just me thinking from watching the preview. I think that Phil has sex with Sydney. He gets physical with somebody because the way Shiloh has completely disengaged and looks like they have to have an after, you know, outside of production meeting with Tommy, Shiloh's not having it. And Phil just looks guilty. So I think Phil has either bumped, I was about to say the P word. Phil has definitely been physical with somebody, uh, whether it be Sydney or someone outside the show. Cha, I, I'm, I need next week's episode now. In fact, I think we'll be off next week because Saturday is Christmas, Friday's Christmas Eve. So the next episode will be on Friday, December 1st at 8 o'clock. The airing of the show, not my review. Um, that's all I have for y'all. My Spotify question for my Spotify listeners. Do you guys think that Zadia and Dante had a secret pact? Okay, because her reaction was completely unwarranted to me as a viewer. Thank you guys so much for listening. I can be found at K-D-A-S-H-D-I-O-R on Instagram and Twitter. And I will see y'all. Well, I guess I'll see y'all in the new year. I'll see y'all in 2022. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. Bye.